0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. This week we're going to get back on track, in a sense, Colin. You're back from your holidays. You shared with us last week the revelation and the excitement of uh, what it means to know the fullness of Christ living in us and the life that ensues. This week, we're going to talk about the grace of God. And I suppose grace is one of those words that, well, maybe we understand it, but maybe we don't. I think there's a sense in which we're, we're just getting on track rather than <laughs> coming back on track. Because uh, as, we were, as we were saying last week, the secret of the Christian life, as Paul says, is Christ in you. And I can't repeat all the teaching of last week, but that means we have the fullness of his life in us from the moment we're born again. And therefore, what God is wanting us to understand is how he has already been gracious to us. Now, grace is usually uh, described in your theological word book as being the free, unmerited, unmerited, favor of God. Uh, Let's just talk about it in those terms for a moment. It's favor. It's God's favor. Uh, And this is really revealing to us something of the very nature and character of God, because none of us ever deserves anything from God. We can't say we ever deserve anything from God. Everything that he does in our lives, everything that he has given us, everything that we see him doing in our experience is a work of his favor. It's a work of his grace. And um, then it's unmerited favor. So it's favor that we don't deserve. It's favor that God is giving us, although we don't deserve it. Uh, When you think you deserve something from God, then you qualify to be humbled by God because you're proud. But when you recognize that you don't deserve anything, and yet God still wants to pour out his grace into your life, then through that humility, there's no limit to what God can do in your life because he raises up the humble, whereas he pulls down the proud. So the grace of God is the unmerited favor of God, the free unmerited favor, because all grace is a gift, and you don't earn gifts. You don't deserve them, but you don't earn them either. A gift is something that is given free of charge. So it's what God gifts into us through his favor, although we don't deserve anything. Why does he do it? Uh, It comes out of his nature and character, because if he didn't, he would never give anybody anything, because there's nobody who ever deserves anything. The only one who has ever lived on earth who deserved anything from the Father is Jesus, because he never sinned. So God has to work by grace. He has to be merciful to us, as we were discovering a few weeks ago. Uh, in order to forgive us and to make us totally acceptable to him and therefore able to be the recipients of his grace. And who is this grace for? Is it for a chosen few or for everybody? The grace God intends to be for everybody, but uh, it's only those who believe in Jesus Christ as Son of God who are able to take hold of that grace. Now to talk of it as the free merited favor of God to me is a bit wordy, and it has to be explained in the way that I've just explained it. So my sort of personal shorthand for that is God giving everything to those who deserve nothing. And that's, that's my sort of definition of grace, if you like, that I've used for years and years and years in my teaching. Now, <clears throat> let, let me talk about grace in those terms, because this relates to what we were talking about last week. We deserve nothing but God has given us everything. Not he will, but God, by his grace, has given us everything. We lack nothing, the scripture says. How has he given us everything? Because he's given us Jesus, and in him is the fullness of life. So we, we looked last week at that scripture from John chapter 1, verse 16, just earlier john has said that jesus came full of grace and truth he came from the father he was sent by the father full of grace full of god's desire to give to those who deserve nothing but to give his everything and there's a sense in which jesus gave his everything to people as he ministered to them or here on earth he certainly gave his everything for all of us on the cross And when the Holy Spirit was poured out from heaven upon the church and subsequently upon all those who believe, God gave his everything in that gift, the fullness of Christ, as we saw last week. So in verse 16 of chapter 1 of John, we read that from his fullness, from this fullness of life that God has given us, we receive grace upon grace, one act of God's favor after another, one gift from God after another. Why? Because he's already given us that precious, all-important gift of Jesus, Christ in us, the hope of glory. He's very willing to give. Are we as willing always to receive? Well, you know, the secret, Julie, is to understand that we have received. You see, if, if, um, if when we're born again if when we receive the Holy Spirit, God puts the fullness of Christ in us, we have received. And this is why uh, you heard me say last week that the problem for many people when they pray is they're praying impossible prayers for God to answer because they're asking him to give what he's already given. And if they, if he's already given what they're asking for, he can't give it. Um, people have to come to the understanding Well, I have that. There's no point in me praying for God to give it to me because what I'm doing is praying with unbelief. And Jesus says that it's a faith that will be answered. There's no point in praying prayers of unbelief. If I'm asking God to give me something that actually he's already given, I'm saying I don't believe I've received it. And the reason why so many people are in that position is because they don't necessarily feel Christ in them. But you see, Christ isn't a feeling. Christ is the Son of God. He's not an emotion. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he was a feeling, he would change every few moments because our feelings change every few moments. So sometimes you feel the presence of God, sometimes you don't feel the presence of God, but that never alters the fact that Jesus is the same and he is always present because he said, I am present with you always. So what you feel or even what you experience doesn't change or alter the fact of what we have received. Now, I I taught a little bit last week. that When Jesus taught the prayer of faith, he said to the disciples, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. You see, he is teaching them, listen, when you pray, don't ask it to God to give you what you've got. Believe that you've received it. And believe that because you have received that fullness of life in Christ, by his grace, God will release whatever aspects of that life, of that fullness of Christ himself that you need into the particular circumstances of your life where you need to see that life reflected. Can you give me an example of how this might work in practice? Well, in healing, for example. Um, I mean, that's one obvious case. That uh, it's not a question of, God, will you up in heaven sitting on your throne heal me? Because he's saying, I've given you your healing. I've given you the healer, and in the healer is all the power of healing that I have to give. So your healing is there within you. Now believe that. And believe that by my grace, as you pray day by day, that healing that is within you will be released. Whether it's released Suddenly, in one burst of healing, whether it's, whether it's released over a period of time, I've known both things that happen in my life, doesn't matter so long as the healing power is released and we get healed. And this is the reality, isn't it? This is the reality. But you see, the tragic thing, Julia, is that so many people keep asking God to heal them and wonder why he doesn't. And they even say, I really believe that God was going to heal me. And that's actually their tragic mistake. Because they didn't believe that God had given them the healing. God didn't believe that they had the healing life of Christ within them. They kept saying, when are you going to heal me? And and it's like God saying, when are you going to believe that you have what I tell you you have? Uh, because God can't give us what he's given. He's saying, I want you to believe that you have. I want you, every time you ask for anything, I want you to believe that you have received it, that you have received it, because that answer is in Christ. And my gift of Jesus is the greatest act of grace that you could ever receive in your life, the greatest gift that you could ever receive. And from that fullness... You will receive grace upon grace upon grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. That and and John says this is true for all of us. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. And so the wonderful thing is, you see, when you when you understand this or begin to get the revelation of it, is well and I can remember the first time, years and years ago, um, when I was a young man, when, when God gave me this understanding, I, I sort of suddenly realized there can never be a need in the rest of my life that God won't meet, that it doesn't matter what happens to me and what need arises, God has already supplied the answer in Christ and he's already given me Christ, so I have the answer.